0: I'm DJ Psyched, and you're listening to the Get Psyched Podcast. Let's get psyched about reading. I'm DJ Psyched, and you're listening to the Get Psyched Podcast. This is the Let's Get Psyched About Reading series, and today we're going to do a recap of the books that I read in 2019 and my favorites and talk about some other relevant stuff, because 2019 was actually a really big year for reading for me. And I know that's just last year, but that's when I got into reading. I mean, it's never too late to try something new. And I had a friend who was really into reading, so I thought I'd give reading a chance. I was very much into, like, self-development and all that during the time that I started reading. There was this, like, do a new thing every 30-day challenge that I was trying out. So one of the day things that I started was reading every day. I wanted to read every single day, and so I made it a part of my morning routine. I only read for like 15 minutes a day when I started doing this, like first thing in the morning. And by the time the year ended, I was reading several times a day, several hours a day, and I got to my reading goal, which was 22 books. I read 22 books last year. My goal was 21 because I was 21 years old, but I got through 22, so that was awesome. And according to my Goodreads 2019 Year in Review, I read 6,204 pages across those 22 books. Shortest book I read was 119 pages, The Howl of the Wolf by Rupert Nacost, a professor at NC State. And the longest book I read was 790 pages. That was Needful Things by Stephen King. Uh, According to this, the most popular book I read was The Maze Runner by James Dashner. Absolutely love that series, but I'll get into that in a second. And the least popular was Making Gumbo in the University, Uh, another book by Rupert and. By least popular, they just mean uh, not as many people have posted about reading it on Goodreads. So that's that's that. But the highest rated book was also Making Gumbo in the University with a 4.57 average. It's an amazing book. Honestly, anyone who didn't give it five stars is lying. But (laughs) my first book review of the year was for The Mindful Writer. I'm also going to get into this in a bit. I got very into reading about writing at some point. I'll hop into things a bit more here. Like I said, this was the first year that I really got into reading, so I didn't really have a whole lot, like, the content, the stuff I was reading, it was mostly either just because it sounded interesting, it somehow had some relevancy to me, like I'd heard of it before, or someone had recommended it to me, but I didn't I didn't really know much about reading, so I just kind of jumped in where I was told to jump in. So I'm going to go into some of, some of the first books I read and what my favorites were and how I got into them. So one of the first books I read was actually Minimalism, a book about living a meaningful life. Like I said, when I got into reading, I was also very into self-development at the time. So the first few books I read were, were more along that theme. I was not a very big fan of this book, though the documentary that they made was pretty good. I just, I don't know, I'm not gonna say too much about it because I don't like to talk badly about books, but I just wasn't a fan of the tone of this story or this book. And I think that um, the message was good, but it kind of lacked in delivery. Um, but minimalism's cool. It's fine. But it wasn't my favorite book on the matter. Uh, and then after that, I went into Man's Search for Meaning, quite the heavy book to jump into when you first start reading, I have to say. Uh, Victor E. Frankel is a psychologist who has this form of therapy that he made himself called logotherapy. And in Man's Search for Meaning, the first half of the book... Uh, talks about and this is just a warning but this is a very deep and heavy story it's about his time in Auschwitz as you can imagine it is a very sad and and hard thing to read about it had to have been a hard story to tell and he he says it in such a way that it is very deep and his messages come across as very sincere and you very much you understand what he's trying to tell you from telling you all the things he tells you it's a very good read it is very heavy so it is not something I would read lightly and something I would definitely, before someone reads, let them know that it is a pretty heavy read. But it is an amazing read. Uh, the first half of the book, like I said, is about his experience there. And the second half of the book is about what he came up with before and during and after. Which is his form of therapy called Logotherapy. Where he basically... I'm, I'm dumbing it down a lot because I don't even know the full extent of it. It's a very intense therapy. But basically it's using having a purpose and a meaning in life to give people therapy and it's a very very beautiful thing you read the book it's it's kind of life-changing I think it's something that if you're interested it's definitely something worth checking out it really just makes you stop and think about what you do and what its meaning is and just how that probably impacts your life very good read I don't have much more I could say about it except like I went out and bought my own copy right after reading it because I know this is one that I'm gonna probably have to revisit every year I know I'm gonna reread it at some point this year but it's a very powerful book and going along with the theme of like psychology and self-development and all that is the subtle art of not giving a fuck. This book is absolutely fantastic. It was the first audiobook that I'd ever listened to. I didn't actually have the book, but at the time you could find it on like for free on Spotify. I don't think it's there anymore sadly, but you could probably still find its audio on YouTube if you're interested in listening to it. It is a fantastic listen. Audiobooks, Like me personally, I I think they can be kind of hard to listen to sometimes. If they don't fully grasp my attention, I just can't do it. But this is an amazing story. I was listening to it on the bus. I was listening to it while I was working out in the gym. I was listening to this book nonstop for like two days and and blazed through it. It was fantastic. Amazing read. Another one that I had to go out and buy immediately. Uh, When I say immediately, I mean it it took me a few months to buy this book because it's incredibly popular and expensive and I waited until I found it used. But either way, (laughs) great great read he has so many good stories in this book that just make all of his points just shine through make it a very interesting read his viewpoint is amazing i love the way he says the things he's saying of course the subtle art of not giving a fuck isn't about what it sounds like it's not about just like going around the world not caring about anything his main message is that you shouldn't care about the things you shouldn't care about. And it's such a simple message. But when you read the book, there's just so much to it. And it's quite beautiful. It kind of, to me, is very similar to the idea of minimalism and man search for meaning. Because, you know, he's saying, like, don't care about the things you shouldn't care about. Which is kind of like the principle behind minimalism. And like Viktor Frankl says, you know, do the things that have meaning in your life. Look for meaning in your life. And that's what he's saying there. He's like, find the things that have meaning in your life. Give all the fucks about them. Then all those things that don't have meaning to you, just don't give any fucks about them. (laughs) It's it's a beautiful read. It's one that I have been meaning to go back to since I listened to it because now that I have the hard copy, I want to sit down and really read it. But I haven't gone back to it just yet. Absolutely great read. I highly recommend it if you're into uh, self-development or psychology. It was was a good read. I don't know how many times I could say that, but (laughs) that's that. And the last that I'll talk about along this same theme Is when all you've ever wanted isn't enough by harold kushner now this book caught me by surprise because i this is what this was the first book that i just kind of went out and randomly bought and didn't like look up online and all that beforehand like i didn't no one recommended it to me i just walked into like so nc state has these little things every year where you just go and there's this giant tent and they sell a bunch of books for super cheap Everyone loves it because there's like a day where you can pay like five dollars or something and put endless books in a bag and then I don't know they're just it's a really good deal really great way to get some used books and this was just a book I found in the pile. I have quite a few other books I got that day that I never read but I was very interested in reading this one because it was an incredibly tiny book and I liked the title when all you've ever wanted isn't enough. The search for a life that matters. Again it was going along with the theme of like Viktor Frankl and meaning and all that so I was like I'll probably be into this. It was a fantastic read. I think it came at it from a very different angle than the other books. All these books have a very similar theme, but what I love is that instead of just repeating the same thing that you hear from everyone who talks about these matters, they all had their own unique perspective, good stories to highlight things, and they just really, they had a way of making you feel like their idea was completely original, though it was so similar to the other ones, because they are just original ways to look at something that has been talked about time and time again. I highly recommend this one as well if you're interested. It's a short, quick read, like, you could get through it in a day or two. I sent my copy to a friend of mine, so I don't have it anymore, sadly, or else I would go back to it, but it was just, it was a really good, fast one. Totally worth your time if you're into it, but yeah, (laughs) getting off of that. As well as *Man Search for Meaning being the first book I read, I actually, at the time, was reading two books at the same time just to keep myself interested because, like I said, last year was when I started reading and I wasn't that into it when I started. The momentum built up over time. So I was reading Invisible Monsters by Chuck Palahniuk, like interchangeably, like one day *Man Search for Meaning, the next day Invisible Monsters. And this book (laughs) was so much more than I was expecting. I so... The little story behind how I got into reading this book, when I was in high school, I was super into Panic at the Disco, (laughs) like, just so into this band that I was always, like, looking up things about the band and and watching videos about the band, and I don't know, one day, I was just curious, trying to find out meanings behind a lot of the songs off their first record, because there's a lot of really good songs that record, and I don't know, I was just curious, and the song Time to Dance... I was on some forum looking at it and people were talking about how that song was based on this book Invisible Monsters by Chuck Palahniuk and I was like is it really? and the only way I'd be able to find out if it was really based on that book was to read the book and the only way I'd understand the whole song was to read the book so I went out and bought this book in high school to read it. Now I will say that I was a completely different person in high school there were just certain things I was not into reading about or watching. I was very much like a goody-two-shoes. And there are some topics in this book that are not PG. <laughs> so, needless to say, I started reading it in high school and then I was like scandalous and I stopped. <laughs> and But I never got rid of the book. I kept it around because I told myself, eh, maybe one day I'll want to read it. And glad I did. Although, I left the book back at home and I was at school when I wanted to read this reason I'm saying that is because I have the original version of this book, Invisible Monsters, but the library only had Invisible Monsters the remix. And I was really intrigued. I was like, what the heck is a book remix? I'd never heard of that before. And it it actually is different than the original. I started Googling. I was like, is is the remix the same as Invisible Monsters? Because, you know, I wanted to read it really bad and I was like, well, what if it's not the same? Is it even worth my time? Well, Invisible Monsters Remix is basically Invisible Monsters, but with more to it and it's more of an adventure to read. I haven't read the original one yet, although I still have that copy, but that's what people said online. that There's more to the story on the remix and it's just the way that you read it is differently. You can definitely tell that when you read the remix because I'll tell you this is the most unique reading experience I've ever had. Basically the chapters are not in order. You start at the beginning of the book and then... It's like uh, the numbers are in order like it says chapter one, two, three, four, whatever. but at the end of each chapter at the bottom of the page or something like that, it'll tell you which chapter to jump to. So maybe you're in chapter one and then it says go to chapter 42 and then it says go to chapter 12 and then it says go to chapter 30. Yeah, it just bounces you around the book like that, which is slightly confusing. I tried for a while to like leave bookmarks and and mark like try to like fold the page or something so that I could remember where I read but it got so confusing. So so instead, I, I kind of cheated. I, but that was because it was really hard to read. All right? I went online and I found like someone had listed out what chapters you're supposed to read at the beginning. And I just kind of used it as a reference to make sure I wasn't missing anything. And then, so the, the thing about it is, if you don't do that, then you you might miss some of the book. Because it has you go through the entire book. and And the story makes sense this way. It really does. It's not that disturbing. It's just a very interesting way to read, but if you were to just end it at the end, you would miss part of the story. You're supposed to go back into a few random chapters you missed and follow that second order that's not connected to the first one to get the true end of the story. So, If you didn't look it up online or if you got really confused and you thought the book ended and you've ever read the remix like that then I'd go back (laughs) and see what chapters you didn't read because there is another part to the story. I thought it was a really unique way to make a book. It's not even just that. There's other little things that make it uh, quite different than a traditional book. There's some pages that you have to hold up to a mirror and I'm not going to spoil too much. I don't even remember what the other things were. I just remember it was a very unique read (laughs) and that's why it was called the remix. Chuck Palahniuk is a very unique author, I'm sorry if I'm saying that name wrong, I really do love his work. Um, Because after I read Invisible Monsters, like it was a fantastic read, okay, aside from it just being a really interesting way to read the book, the book itself was fantastic, did not see the twist coming, I just did not, I'm not gonna spoil what it was, but it it was a fantastic read, it was thrilling, and guess what, when I finished reading this book I totally understood the Panic at the Disco song and I love listening to that song now because I just I get it and it's nice <laughs> it's a fantastic read Chuck Palahniuk's a great author and so I continued to read Chuck Palahniuk's books I only read two more last year though I've read more since but I ended up reading Fight Club and Choke and see I oh and I read damned apparently I read four okay I read four of his books last year but Fight Club was the next one that I read I remember I went home and uh, I went to go check this out from the library with my mom and she was like you're reading fight club like like the movie and see i know i've heard the the phrase before um first rule about fight clubs we don't talk about fight club but i've never seen the movie myself so i actually didn't make that correlation when i picked up the book i just just was curious to read more palinuit but yeah it was the famous fight club book or movie so i thought that was cool great story like i said again chuck palinuit has this way of like in every story i've read of chuck palinuit so far you will never see the ending coming. He he does really good with the twists and the turns. And the one thing about Chuck Palahniuk, and I I do tell people this when I recommend him to them, is that he writes kind of nasty things. (laughs) Chuck Palahniuk is not afraid to say gross things, is not afraid to make his stories kind of like just a little hard to read if you're not into hearing about gross things. Uh, So yeah, Chuck Chuck Palahniuk does not—he's not shy about certain topics, and he's not shy about saying whatever he wants to say to make his story however he wants to make it. And I absolutely love it, but I could totally see why people wouldn't want to read some of these stories—they can be really nasty. (laughs) Uh, His short story that I ended up reading this year, which I'll recap on the 2021, that was that was something else. But yeah, Fight Club, absolutely fantastic story. That's why it's so popular. Choke was another good one, but also again. A lot of dirty themes in that book, so if you're not into that, then I wouldn't recommend checking it out. But otherwise, great story. Damned was the first of a series. That's a two-part story, Damned and Doomed. I wonder if he'll finish it because it kind of left on a cliffhanger in the last book, but I don't know. Good book. Um, Not my favorite. The way that I just told you about those four books is the way that I would rank them, you know, for, for my personal list. Invisible Monsters, Fight Club, Choke and Damned. Those are my four favorite from last year in that order, but they were all good reads. I mean, Chuck Palahniuk has such a unique writing style and, and once you start reading the author you'll definitely see what I mean. It's it's an incredibly unique thing. Speaking of authors that I got into last year, I know <laughs> Stephen King is a very famous author and there's a reason for that. Stephen King's writing blew me away. The first book I read by Stephen King was last year, it was Needful Things. Very big book to start on (laughs) this was like i said the longest book i read last year 790 pages it was quite the tackle considering i wasn't that into reading when i started reading it. it is a big book there's so much happening in it it's one of those stories that you you really gotta like devote a lot of time to it every day because you you don't want to like one you don't want to make it last forever because you will forget what happened at the beginning if you get to the end uh there's so many characters you really don't want to forget who is who There is a lot of main characters in this story it does not follow one character it follows an entire town full of characters you have to know each character's story and how they input into the story you have to understand what's going on in their background life and how they're contributing to the main story it's quite an intricate tale because each character has their own individual story, has their own problems, has their own characters that they're connected to. But yet at the end, you find out that all the characters are kind of connected in some sort of way. And so you really have to be able to keep up with character names and character backgrounds. So this is this is quite the story you have to devote your attention to. This is another story that has a movie, and I watched it actually this year, very recently. Like always, the movie didn't quite live up to the book, but... Still a great story, not a bad movie, but there's just so much to this book that you will not get the story unless you sit down and read the whole thing. And like I said, I absolutely loved it and it encouraged me to become like obsessed with Stephen King. I've since gone out and bought so many of Stephen King's books. I haven't read them all yet. I've read a few of them. I do still love Stephen King's writing, but I have so many unread Stephen King books on my shelf because after reading this, I knew that I would enjoy just about any of them. Uh, that's just me personally i'm pretty easy to please with reading but of course stephen king is famous for a reason and i actually was very pleased with um the second stephen king book that i ended up reading last year a very different one from most of stephen king books obviously stephen king is an author that does a lot of horror stuff and, and scary stories and mostly fiction tales but i read the non-fiction piece on writing by stephen king a memoir of the craft where stephen king you know like i said i absolutely loved stephen king uh and when i found out that stephen king had a book about writing something a professor of mine told me when i expressed my interest in writing and stephen king i was pretty blown away i really wanted to read it and so i immediately went to the library and picked up this book and it was fantastic this is such a good book it's such a good display of stephen king's ability to write in almost any manner uh, his nonfiction totally lived up to his fiction. You could feel his tone and his original way of writing in this story. Even though it wasn't fake and he wasn't developing characters and twisting the world, you could just feel his his brilliant influence on the way he told his nonfiction story. His advice was so sound. There's a lot of things that Stephen King said in that book that I still used to this like when i write i i think back to some of the moments from this book it's a book that i went out and purchased again it's one of those books that like after the fact i went out and purchased it because i knew i needed it on my shelf it is something i will definitely go back to whenever i get into my writing phases again it was it was so good there were so many good points at the end of the book he even has like a writing an example of how he would edit such a writing and he just gives out such solid sound advice and it is really interesting Hearing his background story in writing, he tells it in such a beautiful way. It's one of the shortest reads you could ever do for Stephen King, but it's it's definitely pack-loaded with information and worth the read. I got really into reading about writing, as I said, and that's where one of my next books that I want to talk about briefly comes in. So like I said, my professor was actually the one that told me to read on writing. Same professor I mentioned earlier, Rupert Nacost from NC State. Professor Nakost is an amazing professor and I'm very glad that I spoke to him about writing. So he recommended and gave me a little book called The Mindful Writer by W Moore, but the book is absolutely fantastic. It's just this cute little book where like each page has a different lesson about writing, advice on writing, but it's not in the sense of like, oh, use a comma here, use a period here and all that. It's like very mindful practices about writing and being in the writing headspace and how you think about your writing and how you sit down to work and I just love that I love mindful practices I think every like you should be mindful in everything you do in life and it's really cool to have a book all about being mindful in the field of writing this is my favorite book on writing I don't have it in front of me right now so I can't really give any examples but I would I would highly recommend that you look up the mindful writer noble truths of the writing life W. Moore, very good book. <laughs> okay, that's all I had to say. And uh, thank you, Dr. Nakost, for, for giving me that book. Now, going into other books that I absolutely loved. Last year was also a very special year for me because like I said, I had just gotten into reading and so I was I was trying to I was trying to catch up on all the things that I'd intended to read in high school and early college, but didn't. And so I ended up picking up an old book series that I've read before, the Maze Runner series. Because there's a book that uh, he made. He made two prequels for this series, right? There's the main three books of the series, and then there's two prequels. I had read the main three books of the series and the prequel, The Kill Order, before, but I had never read The Fever Code. My mom bought me that book as soon as it came out. I think I was like a freshman in college when it came out. I had that book sitting on my desk for like three years before I picked it up in 2019, and I, I knew... I knew that there was like no way I'd remember the entire story. It had been like four plus years since I read the original three books, so I decided that last year was the time to sit down and reread my favorite book series, because I've always said since I read it that The Maze Runner was my absolute favorite, and I was curious if it'd live up to that four years later, and it absolutely did. I love this book series so much the movies do not do it justice. So if you've watched the Maze Runner and you're like, yeah, I didn't I wasn't really into the movies and eh, whatever, definitely give the books a chance. The books are fantastic. I don't know. I maybe I am too old to be so into this book series, but it is is—it is amazing. I don't think you could be too old to be into it. My sister was very into it when it came out, too. I remember we went to the theater, we watched the first Maze Runner movie, and then immediately went out and purchased the books, and then we were both reading them at, like, the same time, and we were so into it. It was, like, our favorite together. We got to the books through the movie, which is why movie adaptions can be cool. Sometimes it can expose the books to people who wouldn't have read the books otherwise, but these books these these movies really don't do the story justice and i mean no offense to the people who made those movies it's just the books tell they tell an entirely different story which is what disappoints me about the movies the book has a beautiful story man like when i say beautiful i mean like it's just intricate there's a lot behind it It's well thought out. There's so many twists and turns. You're really on a roller coaster ride the whole series. You think you know what's going on. You think you know the story. You think you understand it. And it's completely different, like a few pages later. And it's just really enthralling, enticing. I was into it the entire time I was reading it. I fell in love with some of the characters. I had my heart broken. It was just quite the ride. And I love reading this series. But the movies they tell a different story and it's not nearly as enticing enthralling and twisting and involved it's a very surface level story they get rid of all of the elements that make it super cool and connecting and so i'm not a fan of the movies at all but absolutely love this book series i think you should totally check it out i know i can't i i I see saying that about all these but obviously these are my favorites that i read last year and i read books last year that i knew i would like because i was trying to get myself into reading But yeah, so after reading all three of the main books again, going through that wild roller coaster, I was very excited to jump into the two prequels. So like I said, this series has two prequels. So basically, if you've ever seen The Maze Runner, the first movie is like, these kids are in this maze. It's confusing. What are they there for? They end up breaking out of the maze and you find out that there's more to the story than just a maze. Well, the other books... They explain the disease and all that. I'm not going to spoil anything, but there's just layers that are just completely unexpected from the maze story. And when you get to the Kill Order, the first prequel, we're going way, way back in time. Way before the maze ever existed. We're going to the beyond (laughs) when you find out what the intricate story is behind the maze runner and why these kids are in the maze well you're gonna get that entire backstory in the kill order you find out when the world went into chaos and when things went crazy and you follow a few main characters in this story that literally go through the end of the world, basically. You get to see the world actually ending instead of just hearing about it like you do in the book series. And it's cool, I'm not gonna spoil it, but at the end of the book series, you get to find out that those characters actually are pretty relevant to what happens later on. Like when you first start reading it, you might think, why was this book made? Like, yeah, it's cool, I get the backstory, but none of these characters are connected to the current characters, but you find out at the end that they actually are, which is really neat. Then the fever code, is the prequel that everyone was excited for. I mean, the first prequel was good, but this is like when you read the Maze Runner, like you want to hear this. So when you're into the Maze Runner and you find out that the maze was built by certain characters, you kind of want to go back in time and be like, well, I want to see them build the maze. I want to see the maze happen. I want to see how they went from, you know, you find out that two of the main characters ended up planning the maze and building the maze. So in the prequel, you basically you get that you get the whole story of how it was built and where that all came from you get to see the main characters before they were put in the maze and what it was like when they still had their memories and it is just it is such a good read it made me so emotional just because I really am into like a lot of these characters like I fell in love with them through the book series and seeing them and their younger selves and seeing them connect in different ways outside of the maze It was was a fantastic read. I'm really glad. It was totally worth rereading all four of those books before just to get that experience of reading this book again. And I'm totally going to keep this series because I will definitely be revisiting it someday. (laughs) So yeah, that was (laughs) me nerding out over my favorite series. If you have not read The Maze Runner, please do. It is absolutely fantastic. That's kind of most of the books I read last year. Honestly, there was... um, you know, getting into the psychology books, loving Chuck Palahniuk, getting into a little Stephen King, books on writing, then I read the Maze Runner series, and the only other book that I, well, okay, I read a few other books. I read Blood Dunn Sign My Name for a class. Very good book. Like I said, again, uh, it was a heavier read. It was about history and, uh, I won't get into it too much because I can't get into all of these. But there was also Things Fall Apart. That was a really great book recommended to me by a friend. And the last of which was also a recommendation, once again, by Dr. Nacost. This was Mem. <laughs> Very interesting novel. The thing I have to say about this is that it was probably the most uh, separate from the other books I read, in my mind. Just because like all the other books I read, like I had pre-exposure to them. Um, they fit into a category, right? They were either a psychology book or a book about writing, or like I said, books I already knew, like The Maze Runner. But this one, I- I'd never heard of before. It was very different. I think the writing style was incredibly different from what I was used to, because like I said, when I got into an author, I tend to, I've read a lot of books by the same author last year, but This was an author i had never read before or heard of a book i'd never heard of before and i was a little confused when i first got into it i guess i was just so used to a certain kind of writing that it was a little bit hard for me to understand at first but i thought it was really important to read books like that because it really opened up my eyes to different kinds of writing it it influenced me to try and write in different styles instead of just copying everyone that i was reading which is kind of inevitable but whatever I thought the story was fantastic i'm really glad that it was recommended to me it was a great read it had a lot of great points um it was it was a it was a very unique world to step into and i just loved how different it was from all the other books i was reading i really don't want to give too much away from it but i'll say that the main story was that you're following around a memory (laughs) in this world you can extract memories from yourself if you don't want to have them but these memories they don't tend to live very long they're just a memory they look like a real person they walk around like a real person but they can only interact as one moment that one memory and they kind of make some big points about memories using these obviously it serves as like a giant metaphor having your memory extracted and your memory becoming a thing but there's one memory in particular that becomes a big part of the story and and they're just making a lot of really good points about memories and moments and being impacted And what it would be like not to have our memories and not to go through things and and how our experiences really shape who we are and the importance of some experiences. I think it was a fantastic book. It it gives you a lot of room for thinking and reflecting. And I said, like I said, (laughs) for any of these, I'm trying not to spoil too much because I really would. I find it cool if you if you liked any of these descriptions or if you think any of these sound interesting and you'd read them yourself because i i don't know i would just not like any of these books to be spoiled before i had read them because i absolutely love them so if you're interested i'm not going to ruin any of these books for you but i would say that personally i gave all of the books i talked about today like five stars because they were really good <laughs> all right i know i've said this before on the podcast i am pretty easy to please when it comes to reading books But I think that's because I just do a lot of research beforehand and I only choose books I think I'll like. And I absolutely loved all of these books that I read last year. The books I read in 2019 had such an impact on me that it really built like momentum to to want me to read more in 2020. I have, it's about, it's about the halfway point in the year. We're getting there. And I've already read the amount of books that I read in the entirety of 2019. So it definitely built up momentum and had me pushing through to read more because I love the books I was reading and now I want to read even more books and fall in love with more stories so yeah that was my 2019 in books that's that's really it I read 22 books this year my goal is to read 50 so hopefully next year's review will be much longer and I'll have much more to say and there'll be much more diverse books I'd say there already has been with reading graphic novels and longer and shorter stories. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed. And do let me know, what what were your favorite reads of 2019? What are some books that you were very into or maybe something you would like to read this year? Did you have a reading goal last year? Do you do that? Do you have one for this year? I don't know, you can go ahead and let me know. I'll definitely make a discussion for this on Goodreads as well. It'll be posted in the description below. So, Thanks for listening, and until next time, let's stay psyched about reading.